This is a Rooster Teeth production. Welcome back to another episode of Annual Pass. This is where I gush on and on and on a long time about theme parks and rides and attractions. I am Jack Patillo, and join me is my beautiful co-host, Jeff Ramsey. How you doing, Jeff? I'm feeling beautiful today, Jack. Thank you for noticing. You're always beautiful, Jeffrey. I appreciate that. It's good seeing you, man. I, I am very, very happy. Jeff, this is the last episode we... Oh, no, I take it back. I was going to say it's the last episode we're recording before we go public, but we have to do one more... <laughs> Are you serious? Have, yeah, I just realized that now. Yeah, we, we so we are recording this uh, today on April 13th, and the first episode will release on April 22nd, which is next Thursday. <laughs> we, this has got to be up there. Like, it, it's a common practice. Uh-huh. Uh, I assume it's common practice industry-wide, but within the company we work for, Rooster Teeth, it's a common practice, especially with a new podcast, to record a few to get them in the mm-hmm. bank, uh, work out the kinks, make sure the flow is good, but also just make sure you have a few in case there's any unintended problems or issues yeah. that affect recording going forward. This might be the record of like we're going to have we're going to be a year's worth of content before we release the first episode. This is getting like am I being punked? I don't know. We're we're going to have 5 episodes in the can before the first episode goes public. That is wild. But today's episode is a fun one, Jeff. We are talking about Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. It's <laughs> one of my favorite rides. I love it so very much. It's at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Used to be in Paris as well at the Disney Studios over there. It's now shut down, but we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Like you mentioned, Jeff, you know, we are still refining things. Typically with our podcast here at Rooster Teeth, we kind of will go through a working process where we figure out the kinks and how everything fits together. We're still doing that on this podcast and we appreciate your listening to us. And we were so excited to get this thing off the ground and get running that we can just dove headlong into it. So actually we just had a great discussion before we started recording this. We were talking about how do we want to approach things and things like the news, which, you know, because we are recording so early, sometimes we're going to encounter stuff where it's like, we're talking about things that don't matter anymore by the time this thing actually gets published. So yeah, cause they were last year because <laughs> we're 58 episodes into recording and we haven't released the first one yet. It is December 3rd, 2015. We're recording this podcast. I <laughs> uh, hope you're having yourself a good Christmas coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, so we're we're reworking things a little bit, and so you uh, you might not hear as much more, like the the granular kind of news stuff. But when we hear important news stories that maybe aren't as specific time wise, we're gonna go into. We got one today, as a matter of fact, that I'm excited to go over with you, Jeff, and get your opinion on. I'll a- absolutely. Uh, before you do that, I was just gonna say. Also, we welcome your feedback. So if you would yes. like to send it to us. We'll check it out in five weeks, uh, or if you could figure out some sort of way to get it back in time to us, that would also be great. If you do have some kind of DeLorean with a flux capacitor, yeah. that's going to be your best bet. But if you do have any comments, feel free to email us at annualpass at roosterteeth.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, annual underscore pass on those. Don't forget to grab a shirt as well. We got our cool annual pass shirts up in the store. We got a neat ringer tee. And I love that there's like a beige-ish color one. It's like totally an 80s shirt. And I love it so much. It's my favorites. Let's kick off this episode, Jeff. We have a follow-up, the very first follow-up ever to an annual pass episode. Okay, that was fast. Last week, we had a question from Kevin Martin, who was just testing 429, and they brought up something interesting. They, they were asking about if Meow Wolf ever made a theme park 
do you think they would ever compete with Disney or Universal? Mm. I found out shortly after recording the episode, Meow Wolf made a ride. They actually made a theme park attraction at the Elitch Gardens in Denver, Colorado. They have a ride called the Kaleidoscope, which is a Meow Wolf created attraction. It's it's exactly if you know Meow Wolf, it's very weird, very psychedelic, very cool. And I had huh. no idea. I've never even heard of what what was it? That place in Colorado. Elitch Gardens, E-L-I-T-C-H, or Elitch Gardens. Okay. The ride is called Kaleidoscope. We got an image here. Ben just posted it in Discord. So you look at that and you're like, yep, that's that's Meow Wolf. <laughs> is it a is it a permanent exhibit? Like, can we go to it? I think so. I mean, it's it's a dark ride. So it's a slow moving ride, which just you're surrounded by weird and interesting stuff. Well, Elitch Gardens just got on my radar. We should go check it out. And also Meow Wolf is opening up a facility in Denver, right? So maybe we can make it a point to get out there and check out the new Meow Wolf facility and go to Elitch Gardens and go ride. It's also a water park, too. So we can go to the, the theme park and the water park in Denver, Colorado. I think you're saying it right, but part of me hopes you're saying Elitch Gardens wrong and we get a lot of angry <laughs> emails about it. Well, if Mr. Elitch or Mr. Elitch wants to let me know, <laughs> hit me up on Twitter, annual underscore pass. So that's that's pretty cool. It's our first ever follow up to a question that immediately I got wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh... <laughs> and uh, we were talking about news and how we're not going to do like you know, new stuff unless it's big. We have a very, very big news story to talk about right now, Jeff. We so, do? <laughs> do you know what the Disney look is? I'm assuming like base colors, simple animation. Uh, <laughs> the simpler the cartoon, the easier it is to identify with it. They say, right, isn't that the with the whole purpose of under... That's not what you're talking about, is it? No, that's not what I'm talking about at all. So what if I said the Disney look within the theme parks... Would that give you any pause or make you change your answer? Uh, once again, I'm thinking color palette. I guess I'm thinking like making sure it looks, uh, I don't know, as Walt Disney envisioned. <laughs> and maybe it's like there's parody across parks. You get a little closer. So the Disney look was a very, very strict set of rules as to what cast members who are an employee of Disney World is called a cast member. That's just uh -huh. you're, you're on stage, off stage. It's a, it's a whole process. Sure, whatever. The Disney look was the standard for the look of cast members, which meant at the time, clean shaven. You could have oh. no facial hair at all. No crazy hairdos. No no weird colors of hair. Nothing like that. It all had to be all, all natural or natural dyes. I didn't even know you could dye your hair back in the day initially. Huh. And no tattoos, obviously. It was well, very specific things. So this has been going on since the park opened, since Disneyland opened. The Disney look is basically a high school dress code. <laughs> kind of, honestly. The, the idea was, you know, you go there and you're not distracted. Everyone kind of fits a, a, a look, a Disney look. Literally. Sure. And I guess, see, kids, high school does prepare you for the real world. <laughs> when they told you not to wear your skirt above your knees, it was for a very specific reason. When they said, no, Jeff, don't get a mohawk. You'll never get a job. They were being specific. They were. Uh, let's see. Let's, let me see if I can find the Disney look uh, guidelines. So the Disney look, oh, the Disney look book PDF. Oh, my gosh. It's a it's a Disney thing. This is a multi page document I'm looking at right here. This thing has 32 pages of things like eyewear, body modification, personal wow. hygiene, name tag, undergarments, uh, PPE. They take it seriously is what you're saying. They take it very, very seriously. So did you ever get like 
demerits or Disney detention or have to write a Disney paper on cleanliness is next to godliness or anything. No, if you no. Got but dinged for bad appearance. Roommates of mine, when I when I did the Walt Disney World College program, when I was there working at Disney when in college, I had roommates that were given a razor, been like, shave your face right now before you can come into work. Hmm. And that was the thing. It was very much. I mean, there, there are very specific ways you're supposed to dress. Your shoes aren't supposed to have any logos or any brands on them. They're supposed to be solid black. You can have, you know, sneakers if you need to, but they need to be the same color or, hmm. you know, working and whatever. This has obviously changed uh, over the years. They have tweaked it. They've reworked it and everything. And, and depending on where you are, you know, it, it can it can change. Today's a big day because Disney came out and they actually are reworking the Disney look. They're updating and they're including um, they have something called the keys to success, I think is what it is, or the Disney mm. keys. It's courtesy, efficiency. Oh, God, I forget the other two because it's been so long. Courtesy, efficiency. Unlock the, the next lock to success. Safety, courtesy, Safety, courtesy show, and efficiency. Show and efficiency. There, you, there go. you go. So those are the four Disney keys. And that's what all the managers drive home. The You know, the idea of that's what you got to do. You got to stay safe is number one. Everyone wants to be safe because a lot of people pass through those parks. No one wants to get hurt in any way. So safety is key. Number one, courtesy, show and efficiency are the next ones, which is if you've been to a Disney park, you can see that resonating throughout the park. It's very, you know, courtesy and being very polite to each other show. It's all about making you feel special, making it feel very unique and neat. And then efficiency is about getting a lot of people through. Get in and get out. <laughs> exactly. With well, you don't smile. want to wait in line for the Haunted Mansion <laughs> for four hours. You want to it's be able true. to go in, ride your ride and get out and can keep going. So today they've added a fifth key to that, which is inclusivity which is really, oh. really cool. So they're doing some things where they're reworking the Disney look, including appropriate tattoos. So now, you, <laughs> you know, because tattoos are become more common, no one's going to freak out if they see a tattoo. So you no longer do you have to cover up certain tattoos. You don't have to wear long sleeve shirts in the middle of summer in Florida while you're outside, depending on what you have. Again, I'm sure if you have, you know, something grotesque, obviously got to keep it covered up. But you know, if it's something appropriate, maybe if it's something happy or nice, you can you can show it. And it's not that big of a deal. I'm not thinking of anybody in specific. But what if mm -hmm. you're, I don't know, like a 45 year old guy and you've got all <laughs> of the tattoos, like mostly tattoo at this point. And it's like there's probably some tattoos in there in the mix that aren't appropriate. But there <laughs> there's so many appropriate ones that are around it that you'd have to really look to find the inappropriate ones. Do you how do you what do you think their stance on that would be? Well, so what I'm thinking, I'm being genuine here what i'm thinking for something like that someone who might have sleeve tattoos or knuckle tattoos if they want to get a job at disney you may end up somewhere where it feels appropriate for someone to have tattoos like for example rock and roller coaster starring aerosmith I'm like okay you work at a recording studio uh, it makes, that sense. makes sense yeah you, you know you're loading people in in a back alley into their limo okay i could see a dude with tattoos who would you know fit in there is that really a part of the ride you roll oh in, yeah you, <laughs> in the back oh, alley yeah. in a limo yeah yeah that's you got to get to the show we'll, we'll we'll get into that here very shortly so yeah i would like to congratulations to disney on inclusivity that sounds very cool anyway yeah so according to the, uh, the official release they released today, one other cool thing is uh, I'll quote this from the document they released. Our new approach provides greater flexibility with respect to forms of personal expression surrounding gender inclusive hairstyles, jewelry, nail styles and costume choices and allowing appropriate visible tattoos. So that's pretty cool that they're actually I mean, they're they're a 
big company. They're, they're a large, large publicly traded company, and they are really going all in on the inclusivity. And I very dig cool. that, and I applaud Disney for that, that move. That is very, very cool. They have tweaked the Disney look. When I was working there in 2002 and 2005, you could only have a mustache that didn't go past the edge of your lips if you were a male. Then they've over time added it where you can have a goatee or a beard if it's cleanly kept. And now they're they're refining it and they're tweaking it and they're growing with the times. And I, I like that. I appreciate it. And I like seeing positive movements in that direction. So it's good to see evolution. Yeah, I'm excited to see change. And and it makes me happy that they're not going to be as staunch like you have to be clean cut and clean shaven. It's like, no, no, you get I want we want to see people that represent people we we would see out in public. So that's pretty neat. So. Jeff, do you think you would get a, a job at somewhere like Rock and Roller Coaster? Well, I guess it would depend on how closely they scrutinize my tattoos. Maybe if I can't cut it there, maybe I could be a background pirate somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Pirates of the Caribbean. That's yeah. perfect, Jeff. You can yeah. work at pirates. You can yeah, sell yeah, little yeah. like, you know, pirate hats and, and swords and stuff to, to kids. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's the big news for today. Again, anytime big news pops up, we'll talk about it. You know, I don't think you, you need to know what, like exactly when this happens. It's kind of a big thing. So there you go. Yeah. Unless you give us feedback uh, strongly otherwise, in which case <laughs> uh, we will react very slowly to it. Yes. Uh, and then wait for that feedback and then react even more slowly uh, based on that. So essentially two months from now, you'll hear our response from when we record this yes. because it'll be a month before you hear it. And then a month before we respond to it. So talk to you in two months, audience. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, let's get to it. Let's talk about one of my favorite roller coasters ever, ever, not even at a Disney park, but ever the rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith. Okay. Let me walk you through this ride and then we'll get into some fun facts. Wait, where is this thing? This is at uh, Universal Studios? This is at Disney's Hollywood Studios in Orlando, Florida. Okay. And initially the Disney Studios in Paris as well, but that one has just recently shut down. Oh, I guess uh, I guess Aerosmith doesn't have the staying power in Europe that they do in the States. Not as much as Iron Man, it turns out. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Iron Man's kind of the new hotness right now. <laughs> so... You're walking down Sunset Boulevard in Disney's Hollywood Studios. That's the new addition. And you walk into the park, turn right, go down Sunset Boulevard. In front of you is the beautiful Tower of Terror. And right at the end, before you get to Tower of Terror, you're going to turn left towards G4 Studios. The first thing you'll notice in front of G4 Studios is a 40-foot tall guitar with the neck of it extending. And it has a roller coaster car on the front of it, Jeff. Oh, my gosh. Real quick what a question. Cool piece of... of construction what's your question <laughs> i threw you off in the middle of it you said tower of terror but isn't that the i'm trying to learn your world isn't uh, that the guardians of the galaxy now in california yes it is that is guardians of the galaxy mission breakout in florida and i think japan it's still the traditional twilight zone it's tower of terror so much to keep straight okay dude we have a lot to learn anyway you see it there's a, a giant guitar giant guitar it extends into a roller coaster track with a car on the end of it, people freaking out. You're walking into G-Force Records, which is a record studio at Disney's Hollywood Studios. You're going to walk inside. You're going to see posters of Disney artists and music you recognize from the Disney catalog of music. There's some really cool memorabilia in the walls, are in like in, in glass cases where you can see guitars and records signed by artists and whatnot. There's also other studios, so you walk in and you see like Studio B is recording right now. And if you put your ears to the door, you can hear a band inside actually 
recording music, Jeff. They're they're in there. It's live. It's happening. Do you really do that? Do you put your ear to the door? You don't have to. You, actually, it does sound like there is another band. Like there's oh, music cool. being recorded. It's it's really well done. Are the gold records and stuff? Are they real or are they made up? I think they may be real because Aerosmith was involved in the sort of polishing yeah. of this ride. So I wouldn't be shocked if they actually had some involvement in getting some cool pieces for the ride, like the great movie ride. They had real authentic movie props this i i'm pretty sure the props inside of g4 studios are real so i would appreciate that level of care jeff we are in luck because today in studio c aerosmith is in the studio recording can you believe it uh, no <laughs> no what we're gonna go let's see aerosmith recording let's walk in the studio you walk in oh my gosh look at this sound recording booth there's all these guitars there's a drum kit there's stuff from nine lives the aerosmith tour up on the walls and behind the glass it's aerosmith Aeros it's it's steven tyler it's back there he's talking they're listening to music there's a sound engineer in there working on it and where does the fly on the wall watching this happen? It's crazy. Am I watching a screen or am I watching animatronics or am I watching actual Steven Tyler on a shift like they're required to be <laughs> yeah, there? He's, he's been there the past 20 years. Hasn't been doing a lot of tour. No, it's it's a video. It's, it's a video oh, okay. recording, but it's made to look like they're actually there in the studio. And uh, Steven sees you. Notice he's like, oh, hey, everybody. How are you guys doing? We're just we're just wrapping up in here. Do, doing good. Sorry, I was responding to Steven. Doing good, Steven. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Uh, he's like, hey, you know, thank you. We're, this is pretty cool. We're doing some neat stuff. And then his manager shows up, and she's like, what are you guys doing? We've, we have to get to the show. And Steven's like, whoa, whoa, hey, calm down. And she's like, no, no, we have to go right now. We have to leave right now. And Steven's like, but I can't leave all these fans here. And then she's like, oh, well, sorry. Sorry, we got to run. And he's like, no, 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 no. And then uh, someone from behind you who works is like, hey, Steven, what about some backstage passes? And Steven says, wait a minute. I love that idea. Yeah, backstage passes for everyone here. And he talks to his manager. She's like, oh, my gosh. OK, yeah, sure. We'll make it happen. And then they leave. They get in their limo and she calls someone. She's like, oh, yeah, I need, we need a limo. We need a stretch limo to send these people to the show. And then in the background, you see Aerosmith just burn out. And then the manager's like, you guys got to go. We have, a, we have a limo waiting for you outside. And so you're you're in a rush, you're in a huff, you go outside. You're now outside of G-Force Records in this dimly lit nighttime back alley kind of area where you're going to board your own limousine, Jeff. Uh, okay. It's a big stretch limo. It holds 24 people. It's, it's 12 rows of limo. Is it a convertible limo or does it have a top? No, it doesn't have a top at all. Completely the convertible. So I had a feeling. Yeah. So you get in, you strap down, you, you have a, a, a shoulder bar that comes down, restrains you in, you put all your stuff away, you round a corner, and then you hear in the five speakers that are in your seat, everyone has five speakers in each of their seats, you hear the radio DJ say, oh, Aerosmith's kicking off their show. Why don't we cut to it now? And then Steven Tyler starts counting down from five, four, three, two, one, boom. <sighs> You go from zero to 60 in 2.8 seconds, launch straight down a path, right into a flip, the first ever inverted roller coaster at Walt Disney World in Florida. And you go through the next like minute and a half, just burning through Hollywood and all these like crazy signs you recognize from California, the 101, the donut sign. Did you say zero to 60 in 2.8 seconds? Yeah. That's as fast as the fastest production cars on the road. Yeah, isn't it's, it? it's quick, man. You experience almost five G's on you on the various loops and rolls. So there's three inversions in the actual ride. The entire thing is indoors. Okay. I will say that. So you don't have to worry about rain in Florida. Hmm. And the whole time you're riding, you're hearing the beautiful sounds of Aerosmith in your ears. 
initially, depending on which vehicle you got into, you'd hear different songs. I think ultimately they ended up just making it the same song across the board. I could be wrong on that, though. But anyway, you're hearing things, you know, like Love in an Elevator and, and all kinds of other great songs that they would play. And then uh, towards the end of it, it ends. It always ends with Love in an Elevator. But the song, Jeff, the song has been changed to Love in a Roller Coaster. <laughs> and so you make it to the show. The show is wrapping up. You pull up, you're backstage at the Aerosmith concert. There's a red carpet. You get out. You see them walking off stage. You see video of them of leaving the stage. And you're going to go hang out with them. And then you end up in the gift shop. And that is your experience at Disney's Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. So how many people fit into the limousine? So the actual ride fits 24 people, 12 rows of two. I want to say it's six cars, I think, maybe. So let me walk you through some factoids about this ride. Yeah, it okay. opened uh, July 29th, 1999. It was not an original part of Disney MGM Studios when it opened, which is now Disney's Hollywood Studios. It was actually part of the Sunset Boulevard expansion. So when Disney MGM first opened, it was pretty small. It was definitely a half day park. There were only a few rides there. The great movie ride, the backlot tour, the animation tour. And I want to say the Indiana Jones stunt show was there at opening. I could be wrong on that, though. You do want to say that. Yeah. And very quickly, they're like, we need to expand. So one of the first things they did was add Sunset Boulevard with the Tower of Terror at the end of it. Right when you walk in, it's to your right and you follow down. It ends in this beautiful shot of the Tower of Terror. They talked about when they were opening Sunset, they were going to have two big attractions, two e-ticket attractions. It was going to be Tower of Terror and another roller coaster. But when they were building it, it was around the time that Disneyland Paris was opening or Euro Disney at the time. And they had a lot of issues with budgets. So um, the coaster got scrapped at, you know, for that short amount of time. Ultimately, though, it was ended up uh, it got built and opened in July 29th, 1999. They then rebuilt it in Paris. Oddly enough, three years later, March 16th, 2002, they opened up a Paris version of the ride, which was the exact same track layout. The intro video was different, which is kind of cool. Uh, it wasn't the same, you know, manager showing up kind of thing. And yeah, and it was basically it was Steven Tyler and Aerosmith was sending you. They want to put you in their new music video is what it was. Ah. And so, yeah, instead of going through trying to get to the concert, you're in their video. And it was a great, great ride. So instead of having the cutouts of like different Hollywood and California themed things, they had gobo lights and moving lights and colorful stuff that was really, really neat. Personally, I liked that version of the ride better than the one in Florida the, with the lights. So you did both. I've done both. Yeah. I got very lucky that I got to go to Disneyland Paris and I had no idea it was redone. But getting in, it was very strange because like it's Steven Tyler talking about like he's literally talking about a roller coaster and they've got like a loop and he's pointing at it and stuff. And he's like, yeah. And then here musical play and he's like, oh, yeah, they're going to love it. And I assume it's because, you know, they're speaking English and they didn't want to do a, a, you know, a French translation of it. So. He basically kind of ignores you in the Paris one and you know, kind of just go past them into the actual attraction. So there are five different cars with five different soundtracks. Again, I'm not positive that's still true. I think they've redone the soundtrack where it's just one song that cuts through multiple songs very quickly. Oh, yeah. I could be wrong on that, though. Like a Super Bowl performance-esque yeah. type medley. Yeah. So hopefully someone in the audience can can correct me on that one. I suspected that you didn't want to go through them all because you could only name Love in an Elevator and you couldn't think <laughs> of another Aerosmith song. <laughs> yeah. I had the list here. Let's see if I can find the Walk list. this way. Okay. So apparently there's five different cars. One of them had the song Nine Lives, which I guess at the time was a, a big song for him. I don't remember that one at all. Uh, no, yeah. Another car had Love in an Elevator and Walk This Way as one, mm. like in the same ride. Another one had Young Lust, F-I-N-E, and Love in an Elevator in <laughs> one 
Another one was back in the saddle and dude looks like a lady. Oh. And then another one had sweet emotion, which I remember that one. And that was my favorite version of it because it's just like it's such a slower song. And mm-hmm. writing that while blasting through the coaster was really, really cool. You said it was the first inversion roller coaster. It was. It was the first time ever Disney had a coaster that flipped you upside down. And they've done it since then, though. It's yeah, not the yeah. only. Yeah. Yeah. At Disney's California Adventure. They have the uh, California Screaming or California Screamer, I think is what it initially was called. Now it's the Incredicoaster. Mm-hmm. Um, that one does a big loop through the Mickey ears. I'm sure you've seen. And then they have Hyperspace Mountain in Paris. That one has lots of loops. I think there's one or two in Japan that, that flip you. But this was the first. This was this was significant, and it's still the only one in Florida that they'll, they'll actually flip you upside down right now. Gotcha. They are building a new Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Epcot. I don't know if that one will flip you. I don't think it does. And I'm trying to think of any other coasters that they're building right now. Oh, Tron. Yeah, so they, they've got a Tron coaster they're building at uh, Magic Kingdom right now. I don't think that one flips you, though. And so the one in Paris, they replaced with an Iron Man ride. They're building an Iron Man Avengers okay. ride right now. So it's it's gotcha. currently going up. So that one actually closed September 2nd, 2019. So it's not too long ago they shut it down. Do you think that the Aerosmith ride in Florida's days are numbered? A lot of people have talked about that. So I would love to show you on a map. Disney's Hollywood Studios in Orlando is a honestly a, a poorly designed traffic flow park. They had this weird offshoot, which is Sunset Boulevard, that literally it's a one way in, one way out area of the park. And there's two major attractions down there. So not being able to get there with any other than just one way is not good crowd design. Hmm. There have been rumors that they're going to level a big chunk of the park, which is the old animation plaza, and connect it to where the rock and roller coaster is to make another circle. Yeah, I I can see that happening before they just outright destroy this coaster. I would imagine what they would do is retheme this coaster yeah. before they would destroy it because it's a fantastic coaster. That would make more sense to me. And no offense to Aerosmith, I just I assume that as a band they would have declining relevance. Sorry, relevance. They would have declining <laughs> relevance. You're cl- close enough. <laughs> I would think as a band <laughs> getting older, they would have declining relevance culturally, and that eventually. Like all IP, you have to refresh it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless it's the Beatles or Elvis, probably, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a little long in the tooth. I mean, the ride's been around since 1999. It's it's over 20 years old at this point. And so it's funny you mention, you know, uh, declining relevance because... Eventually I did. (laughs) They they approached a couple other bands before they landed on Aerosmith. Do you have any idea what classic rock bands might be uh, up for a roller coaster? Rolling Stones, I would imagine. Rolling Stones were the first band they approached. And the Rolling Stones came back and said they wanted $10 million a year in perpetuity while the ride was open with their likenesses. And at the time, Disney was like, thank you, no thank you. Yeah. And so they left the Rolling Stones and then went to another band, a little bit more of a rockin' band. If you uh, want to take another shot, you're, you're one for one. Uh, Think about a band with a lot of theatrics. Kiss. I guess I would go Kiss, probably. Kiss was the second band they approached, Jeff. You nailed it. Yeah, and they wanted $15 million a year. (laughs) Supposedly, they wanted more than the Rolling Stones. Uh, Does not surprise me at all. Obviously, Disney was like, no. And then for a while, they were going to kind of, uh, they were going to just have a bunch of just kind of classic rock and stuff. But around the time they were about to open this, they were making the movie Armageddon. 
And they had hired Aerosmith to make a song for Armageddon, which they did. Don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. Which was a surprise smash hit. And so Aerosmith was suddenly on the, you know, it was their first number one hit ever. It was because of that chemistry between Ben Affleck (laughs) and uh, what's her face? Liv Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's got the the, uh, animal cracker and he's on like on her tummy and he's like talking about (laughs) the Serengeti. It's like you can feel the love there. And that's representative in that song. Absolutely. And so they were like, hey, Aerosmith. Can you put uh, an animal cracker in the tummy of this roller coaster? And they said, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway, they apart, uh, they approach, oh, she's, uh, they, it <laughs> was Aerosmith. I was typing while I, I was, I was talking and I, 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 I freaked myself out. Uh, they approached Aerosmith. Aerosmith was down. They, you know, got him some great songs for the ride. They're all over the posters. There's a great caricature of them in the beginning, in the, in the poster outside. Uh, Steven Tyler actually has a hidden Mickey on his shirt. His whole shirt is hidden Mickey's on the poster. If you see that, we'll get into more hidden Mickey stuff in the future, but yeah, the, it's, it's really cool. And so, uh, this ride, it's 3,403 feet long, goes up 80 feet high as well. But again, it's all indoors and it's dark. The whole ride is pitch black except for, you know, the show lights and stuff. Yeah. And because of that, I like this ride a lot because people who might not be a fan of roller coasters, when you can't tell that you're upside down, you just kind of feel pressure. It feels a little bit more safe. And this is a fantastic roller coaster for someone who might not enjoy roller coasters or might be a little scared of roller coasters. This is a very, very safe one. You feel super secure in the, in the harness. It's a lot of fun. You're distracted by the music and the lights, and it's very quick. It literally, I mean, it's a fast coaster, but also it's, it ends very fast, and it's really well-themed. It's it's a great, it's a really, really great coaster, and I, I'm, I'm excited to ride this one with you, Jeff. All right. What else here? Any other cool news? Uh, Bill St. James. Do you know who Bill St. James is? You know I don't. <laughs> he was a DJ out in Los Angeles, and he is at the beginning of the ride. He's talking about how Aerosmith's having a, a concert. So some people might think of him as like a you know a big name. I guess he did some voice work for Nickelodeon back in the day. And so okay. uh, he's the name at the very beginning. He's like, oh, we're going to go live to Aerosmith out in the, playing their show in California, whatever. Yeah. So it's that guy. Uh, it's Bill St. James. The Paris version, apparently, was actually the fastest coaster in all of France for almost two decades before it got replaced or something else beat it in speed. So really? Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool news. And also... One neat thing, the pre-show I talked about where you walk in and you see the manager show up and the sound engineers there. So obviously Aerosmith's there. People recognize Aerosmith. Who you might not recognize is the manager. The band manager is Ileana Douglas, who's a very oh, famous actress. The actress, Ileana Douglas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so she is their manager, which is fun. She's actually one degree of Kevin Bacon away. <laughs> or she's one degree away from Kevin Bacon. She made a movie with him which is a fun link to a Kevin Bacon game. I feel like she was in every independent film in the mid-90s to mid-2000s. Like every single one. Let's see here. She was in Stir of Echoes with Kevin Bacon. That was like the big one. Uh, What else has she been in that you might recognize? Well, she's in The Simpsons, but I think pretty much everyone has been in The Simpsons at this point. She's been in a ton of stuff. She's one of those just, you know, like character actress who's been in tons and tons of things. So she's there as their manager. She is not in the Paris version for some reason, though. But the sound engineer sitting at the booth is one Mr. Ken Marino. Oh, really? You would recognize from the state. Uh, from, I would recognize from the state on MTV. Also has been in tons of other stuff, including Role Models, uh, Children's Hospital. He was an axe cop. He's been in, he was in Veronica Mars, right? Yeah, he was in Veronica Mars. He was in iZombie. Oh, he was great in iZombie. I forgot about that. He's in Wanderlust, Children's Hospital. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's, uh, he's, yep. he's that, he's that, uh, that other captain. Yeah, he replaced Holt for a while on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. 
Yeah. Dude's a fantastic actor. I love him very much. This was 1999. And at that point, he'd only been in, I mean, he'd been in a few things, uh, quite a few things, but he was known for the States back then, which was an MTV comedy sketch show. He was in all the David Wayne stuff. Yeah. Yeah. David Wayne, Michael Showalter, uh, Carrie Kinney, all of those guys are all together. They've gone on to do Wet Hot American Summer and, you know, all, had huge success on Netflix with that. But yeah, so literally Rock and Roller Coaster was like looking at this. It was like his 10th thing he did on his IMDb page. That's pretty is, cool. A lot of famous people apparently worked on Rock and Roller Coaster, him and Ileana Douglas and Aerosmith, apparently. <laughs> and Jeff, I have a special surprise for you right now. OK, we're going to talk to Ken Marino about rock and roller coaster <laughs> not really though <laughs> absolutely like ken marino the actor from Veronica yes Mars? actually if you look at his twitter bio it's at ken marino literally he's known as the i i'm the he slash him from rock and roller coaster that's his bio you see on twitter and the photo it's a photo of aerosmith which is from the recording too so it's awesome i'm excited let's talk to ken marino Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very, very excited. We have Ken Marino, the star of Role Models, Veronica Mars, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, iZombie, Wet Hot American Summer, Children's Hospital, Party Down, and my favorite, The State. Welcome to Annual Pass. Thank you so much for joining us today and talking about Rock and Roller Coaster. Wow, what a resume that guy has. <laughs> uh, yes, my pleasure. Man, it's it's so good. So I've known of your work for a long, long time, been a big fan, and it came as a big surprise to me when I saw you pop up in the intro video for yeah. Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. So yeah. this must have been filmed in the mid-90s. How, how did you end up as the role as the soundboard guy in this video? Well, I first of all, I like to look at it as the Aerosmith ride starring me, but that's just <laughs> that's just how I get through the day. Um, I, uh, the, the, this is the true story of how it happened. I just moved to LA. I had, I had booked mm -hmm. a series. I moved uh, here from uh, New York and my manager just gave me a call cause I had just gotten on this series and I guess he was just trying to hustle, get, you know, he's trying to get me work and he called me up and he's like, Hey, there's this weird thing where you'll get paid, you know, I don't know. I think it was like five grand or something to go in for the day and you're the sound engineer for Aerosmith and um, you don't have any lines. You're just going in <laughs> and uh, that's that, that's the job. And I was like, I, sure, I'll do it for free. I just to hang out with Aerosmith for the day. <laughs> and so I took it. And then they also then they told me Ileana Douglas was also in. And I was like, great. I didn't really know what it was. So uh, but they said you have to go get fitted for contact lenses because you'll be staring directly into um, these lights that uh, they use on airplanes. And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> and basically uh, the, uh, because the sound. So if you, if you saw the thing, I, I, the soundboard is shooting direct, very, very bright light into my eyes. So I had to go get these like contacts that were basically black. So huh. it didn't my eyes up. <laughs> and um, I guess because the, the way they shot it, if I remember correctly, I don't remember a lot about these things. So it's just it's like this was um, also 20 plus years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were shooting it. And I've never seen it, by the way, except on YouTube. But um, <laughs> they were shooting it with like this film that was like, uh, oh, what the hell is it for? For uh, not surround. I don't know. It was, it was like some special film that they were shooting on. And so, mm -hmm. and then they would like crunch it and put it in the sound studio. So it looked like we were really there. It gave it more texture yeah. or whatever. It makes you feel authentic. Like you're actually behind his glass yeah. instead of a, a film strip. Apparently it looked like Aerosmith was there. 
again, I've never been on the ride, so I don't know. Okay. And so I had to stare at a light and then just pretend that I was moving switches. And and the Aerosmith came in and uh, Ileana Douglas was there and she uh, was their manager, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So yeah, so I went there for a day and I uh, and I shot it and I and uh, I could tell you some of the stories that uh, meeting um, Aerosmith. Yeah, absolutely. It's wild. Not only that, so Ileana Douglas plays the manager, and because of that, you realize now you are one degree of separation from Kevin Bacon as well because she was in Stir of Echoes. So if you ever need to play that game, perfect. I've been trying to figure it out. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it's wild to me because like literally millions of people have been through this attraction over the years in in Orlando and in Paris because there's two versions of the ride. Or at least I don't know if you know this, but the Paris ride actually got shut down is being replaced by an Iron Man ride. So you, you don't appear in Paris anymore, unfortunately, but you're still in Orlando. Time waits for no man. We all things die. <laughs> but here's the thing. I think in the Paris uh -huh. one, I actually do talk. I think they show a different one where I actually have a couple of lines. So. Yeah, in, in Paris, it's uh, Aerosmith is designing a roller coaster and you're helping them. And it's uh, Steven Tyler's showing like a, a loop or something. And I got to go there a couple of years ago and it completely caught me off guard because I was like, oh, it's the it's Aeros it's rock and roller coaster. And then the video was different and it blew my mind. So I guess Ileana Douglas wasn't in that version of it. They had somebody else. So, uh, yeah, I guess her contract didn't allow for going overseas, I suppose. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I I, uh, I was always a fan of Ileana Douglas's. So, you know, getting to kind of hang out with her and meet her was fun and then you know Aerosmith uh, Steven Tyler the thing I remember most about that whole day was how often and frequently he stressed to me throughout the day uh, how important uh, flossing was <laughs> well I guess he's got a good set of teeth he's yeah. got a beautiful set of teeth so when somebody like Steven Tyler with a beautiful <laughs> set of teeth gives you some like uh, dental hygiene advice you take it. And so from that mm -hmm. day on, I've been flossing every day. Nice, nice. I won't listen to my dentist, but I'll listen to Steven Tyler. Makes sense. I mean, how many Grammys does your dentist have? Uh, well, four. <laughs> now, okay, so you mentioned this, and it, and it blows my mind. You've never ridden Rock and Roller Coaster. I have not. Uh, I've never been uh, on the ride. I have not been to Disney World uh, since my childhood in the, uh, wow. since the 70s. So, uh, uh, no, I have not uh, been on it experienced it i've only experienced it through other people who have experienced it and then sent uh, <laughs> still uh, shots of them waiting online and showing me that i'm there working the soundboard yeah i will say do you take pride in the fact that so many people call you out because of that because it's your twitter header has been i'm the sound guy from rock and roller coaster for for ages now so i mean obviously people must recognize you as that do they come up to you more about that than anything else no they don't but that is uh, you know that's the second uh, that's the thing that i'm second most proud of the first one of course is i want to dip my balls in it <laughs> Everyone loves Louie. Come on, man. Well, some people do. Some people don't. That's the whole thing with Louie. Uh, that's true. That's true. He's so, he's so excited, though. He's such a good guy. <laughs> so is there any reason why you, you haven't ridden? Do you not like roller coasters or is not a big fan of, of the theme parks? So what's, what's, what's up with that? Well, when I shot it, I had moved to L.A. And since I've been in L.A., I have not um, had a chance to go to Florida. I've never been oh, like, wow. let me go to Florida. Let me go to mm -hmm. Disney World. Although, you know, we, I have a 13-year-old and an 11-year-old, and there was one opportunity that I was going to go, but then I got a job, and so my wife went with my kids. And you know what? Mm -hmm. I forgot to tell her to go on the <laughs> roller coaster. I'm just realizing that. I could have said, hey, go see me on the roller coaster. But the kids were too small. They weren't going to be able to yeah. ride that roller coaster anyway. 
I wonder if you did show up now, if you went like, hey, I'm I'm in there. If if the if the people working the front would just be like, oh, Mr. Marina, right this way, and just let you in, or if you'd no. have to wait in line with everyone else. I think I'd have to wait in line with everybody else. This is Disney, man. That's true. That this is, is true. Disney. So if you had the opportunity, I know you're, you're a very busy man. If you had the opportunity to go to Florida and go to Disney's Hollywood Studios and actually ride Rock and Roller Coaster, would you take that chance now, or would you rather sit on a beach with a book somewhere? I'd love to go. I like roller coasters. Um, okay. Although as I've gotten older, certain roller coasters hurt more. Okay. But but I, I enjoy, I've always enjoyed roller coasters and I've always wanted to go on that one. Uh, so if it's still around, but I heard, I, I thought it was, I thought they were ending this one too. Is that not true? There's been rumors about possibly changing it up and stuff, but Rock and Roller Coaster is a fantastic roller coaster. It's one of my favorite. It's, I don't know if you knew this, but it's the first looping coaster that Disney had in the States. It's the first one that actually flips you upside down. And so, uh, yeah, so it's got some significance to it. I don't think it's going away anytime soon. There might be some construction sort of around the Hollywood Studios area where they they expand some stuff, but I don't think I don't think Rock and Roller Coaster is going anywhere unless uh, Aerosmith pulls the plug on it, which uh, I don't know that they would. So, so like a Mar- it won't, they won't turn it into a Marvel ride, like like the Iron Man and. There's a whole other slew of things with that. Like Universal Studios owns the rights to most of the Marvel characters in Florida, which is a it's a whole other bag of worms. But on the West Wait. Coast. Disney can do whatever they want. It's it's wild, but man. Well, uh, do you okay? So here's here's a cha- here's a question for you. If you had the opportunity to go to Florida with us at Annual Pass and ride Rock and Roller Coaster, if we could ever squeeze it into your schedule, do you think we could make that happen someday? If I had an opportunity to go with you mm-hmm. as a guest or as as buddies, you and I, right? You're talking about yeah. you, me, you yeah, me. me. Are you asking me on a date to go on a roller coaster? I. Ken Marino, would you be my date on Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith featuring Ken Marino? Of course. I would love to. Beautiful. All right. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out time. We'll get you down there and we'll ride this thing. You're going to love it. I promise. I mean, I would. It is going to be a little freaky seeing myself, uh, you know, work the soundboard. It's going to be a time capsule. I mean, that, that was probably filmed in what ninety six, ninety seven. I think the ride opened. Well, I guess the ride opened in ninety nine. So it'd have been probably ninety eight or early ninety nine. You filmed that, right? We filmed it in ninety eight. Ninety eight is okay. when we filmed it because I moved out to L A. in the end of ninety seven, and I shot it in ninety eight. Yeah, but I'm sure I look. I'm sure I look the same. <laughs> Identical. You haven't haven't aged a day. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, to drop in with us on Annual Pass. Uh, it means the world to me. And thank you. Uh, thank you so much for talking about a Rock and Roller Coaster. I, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope this is your your first opportunity to kind of, like, you know, talk about it officially. It was the first time I got to talk about it officially. It was a pleasure uh, being on your show. It was a pleasure meeting you. And uh, I'm looking forward to our date. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, thank you, Ken. You have yourself a great day. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, man. Take care. So, Jeff, that's Ken Marino. How awesome was that? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that I'm gonna have to start believing you when you tell me stuff. I uh, I thought I was being pranked, dude. I I took a shot. We literally got him on the show before the first episode had aired. I think that might be the key to it. Is you you get them on before they know what they're getting into. Oh, that's smart. No wonder. Well, we need to let's delay this a few more uh, months and see who else we can snag. No, it's very kind of him. I, I hit him up on Twitter after we had made the the announcements, and he very kindly responded. He said, "Sure, let's talk." And so, thank you again very much, Ken Marino. Um, obviously follow him on Twitter and watch all of his content. But let's wrap up the episode. Let's do one Q&A question, Jeff. How does that sound? Yeah, sure. All right, here we go. We've got a question from Joe Mitchell, who is at Matter Splatter, Matter Splatter, M-A-T-T-R Splatter on Twitter. I hope it's a question about Ken Marino. I feel like now we can answer it. 
<laughs> so he asks, do you have a strategy when going to an amusement park to maximize your time? Jeff, do you have any strategies <laughs> when you go to a theme park? I, well, I've gone to one theme park as an adult. That was my uh -huh. trip to Disney right before COVID. And I just followed my girlfriend and her <laughs> friends wherever they went. That was my strategy. So you didn't like load up? You, were, you didn't look at maps beforehand and, and plan out? She had an app on her phone and mm -hmm. a map and she had it all worked out. And I was... You know, like that parent that has the four or five year old kid attached yeah. from wrist to wrist with the curly telephone cord. I was <laughs> essentially that with the leash. Yeah. Without the without the leash. OK. OK. You know, I followed three feet behind and uh, just made sure not to get lost. And, you know, <laughs> but it sounds like you had a good time, though. I mean, oh, I did. I had the time of my life. We're, well, we should talk about it at some point. Uh, I'm surprised we've gone so far into the show without talking about it because I had a, a major experience at that. Well, it is just 2017 right now. So once we announce this podcast, <laughs> that's true. We'll tell everyone about it at this point i've done enough theme parks where i don't honestly have a strategy to sort of maximize time because i enjoy just kind of going with the flow and sort of just taking it as it comes um that being said i again i've been to these theme parks so many times now that i don't have to ride rides to really enjoy myself yeah i will say going from rope drop to fireworks like staying there all day for a, a theme park is a lot of fun it is it's a long haul if you can be there from open to close there's something special about that. It's it's pretty cool. How long is that? It's called getting your money's worth, I guess. How long is that? I mean, some parks open at like 9, 8, 9 a.m. And they'll stay open till like 10 o'clock at night. And don't they open early? Like if you are like a special member or you're staying in the resort or something, right? Yeah. So uh, like Disney, I know, for example, if you're an annual pass holder or if you're staying at a Disney owned hotel, you can get in an hour early at some of the parks. It's like a rotating day. So like today you can go to Hollywood Studios an hour early or Magic Kingdom an hour early. Um, I want to say Universal will open up the Harry Potter areas an hour early if you're staying at a resort owned by Universal. I'm sure other parks do that, too. God, you would you would be so sunburned and sugar drunk after like 13 hours of nothing yeah. but melty Diet Coke and cotton candy and churros and Dole so churros. Oh, you would sleep so so badly that night, but you'd be so pleasantly exhausted. It would be so good, man. Yeah, we, we'll go through an episode of stuff you should take to the park. But I, I will say if you're if you're looking, if you're someone who's going to a park right now, keep an eye on fast passes. That's the thing that you want to get. So there's a thing called Fast Pass Plus. You can actually reserve fast passes in advance of going to the park. Now that I'm saying that, I think they may have actually postponed that right now due to COVID. Hmm. But once things kind of settle down, Look into fast passes. That's a cool way to, to lock in a few experiences throughout your day. Also, what you said, Jeff, about the app, that's huge because yeah. the app, you can now order food on your phone and just pick it up at a specific time. So instead of waiting in line to get your hot dog, uh, you can just go up to the counter, pick up your food and walk away. Not have to wait in like the 20 person deep line. So get the apps, use them when you go to parks, take advantage of that, make the most of your time. I would say if you don't give a crap about fireworks or parades, Use those times to go to attractions because a lot of times when fireworks are happening, people will go watch fireworks. And so the bigger rides will start emptying out because people aren't going there. Same thing with the, the parades as well. People will go and watch parades. Smart. So go hit up the rides while people are doing parades. So that's my piece of advice. Again, everything's a bit funky right now with COVID going on. So hopefully that helps you out, Joe. And hopefully you have yourself a great time at whatever theme park you choose to go to. That's going to do it for this episode Big episode, Rock and Roller Coaster. Again, one of my favorite rides. I can't wait to go on it with you, Jeff. It's going to be a lot of fun. And our first guest. First special guest. Thank you again, Ken Marino. It was a real person, a real celebrity. <laughs> it wasn't a fake. It wasn't a prank. No, no. It's, yeah, getting Ken Marino on the show. I can't believe we did it, and that's yeah. that makes me so happy. 
So uh, thank you again, everyone who's been listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at annual underscore pass. Grab a shirt from the store, store.roosterteeth.com. We have shirts in the store right now. Uh, if you want to like and, and favorite us and write reviews, that always helps out. Anytime you can do that, like people pay attention to that stuff. So if you could, please just give us a review. If you enjoy the podcast, if you don't enjoy the podcast, Go check out a billion other ones. Uh, there's a lot of amazing theme park podcasts and YouTube channels out there. I want to give a shout out to uh, Theme Park History as well. They had a lot of great facts about Aerosmith and, and their video. Check them out on YouTube. Theme Park History. Great dude. Great channel. Yeah. So that's that's going to do it for today. So, Jeff, you have any final closing thoughts? I guess I'm excited that we're trending up. <laughs> Well, Jeff, thank you very much. I'm planning now my first trip back to Orlando in over a year and a half. We've got a very special thing coming up out there at Universal very soon, I'm sure. Probably by the time this episode's out. We've talked about it. I don't know. Uh, I'll see you there. We'll find out. So that's going to do it for today's annual pass. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We love you. Stay safe. Jeff, have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Have a lovely day. Have a magical day. I don't know. Have a great day. One of those things. Bye. (laughs) Bye.